Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. This intro is really tough to record because at the core of it, this episode is about the question, how much are you allowed to know about your therapist? Dr. Steve and I talked about his religious upbringing and the fact that he's a Mormon. But this episode is not about him being a Mormon. It's about me just sort of trying to figure him out. Record. <laughs> I do think it is part of um, my podcast because... I'm being, I'm being held against my will <laughs> yeah, here. This is a great moment. Basically, <laughs> no. Dr. Steve was sharing really cool stuff and I wanted to record and he was like, no, you better not. And I just hit the button. I looked at him and I hit the button anyway. And here's why. Because, like, how I approach therapy, the, you had said something last session, which was, you know, I'd Probably start, really important. <laughs> I'd start asking questions. <laughs> I feel like if I don't respond to you, maybe then you'll stop. <laughs> no, but the, I appreciate your attempts at humor. I think they're valiant efforts. Um, <laughs> uh you were like, I would try to get us back. I'd bump the conversation up and be like, so why are you asking these questions about you know, my religious background? Is it a question yeah. of trust, blah, blah, And trust, the reason I wanted, so the cliffhanger people, we're gonna pick up where we left off. Trust is definitely a part of how I analyze therapy. Like trust is super huge for me. Yeah. We've talked about this many times. Do I feel comfortable you know, being vulnerable in front of you, right. sharing my emotions, right. stuff like that. And how I learned to trust people is like, I want to understand how they think yeah. and I want to understand what they believe. And I want to see, and this is probably Alex, and this is probably why it's insufferable to know me. Haley will chime in here. Um, she said, yeah, this is, I hate that he does this. I, it's important for me to see what people's limits are in terms of their comfort with like talking about who they are and sharing who they are and what they believe and stuff like that. Yeah, like, but then therapy is a hellish experience for you because you don't get that. Um, not well, and I'm not talking about like total. Hey, here's who I am. Blah blah blah. But see, I think you're talking about I want a relationship with that person. That I want to know that, them on some level. Yeah. Correct. And I think that would be extremely frustrating in, in therapy, unless you can find a therapist who's willing to go down that road a little bit more with you. Yeah. And my sense is that George has been able to do that. Yes. And I'm wondering if maybe just, you know, George is just a bit of a weirdo. I don't know. Is I don't that what go, you're saying, Dr. No, Steve? No, not at all. I'm I'm saying that he's he has a comfort level kidding. with how much he which how much with how much he wants to open yeah. up to you. Can I ask why? Is that because based on, from your experience as a practitioner, the school of thought and the teaching is to not approach it that way with patients? Or like... To not approach what? The love, like wanting to establish some kind of relationship, you know? No, not necessarily. I mean, you want, you have to build rapport, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I don't, um, there's a one of the theorists in family therapy talked about joining. If you don't join with your clients, if you don't join with that family, right, in family yep. therapy, then you're you're out of luck. You you will have absolutely no ability to connect and push them and challenge them. Like if you don't respect what I have to say, yeah. why would you entertain anything that comes out of my mouth? And that's right? kind of what I'm talking about, just a little bit further. Right. And you think so it where will is be the line? So, so, like, where is the line between joining with someone and joining too much? Yeah. 
So how much do you, how much do you need to know to 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 feel like okay, this guy's okay. I yeah. I don't mind kind of bearing my soul. And yes. that's I think that's a risk everybody who goes to therapy takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much am I going to open up? Yes. I, I think I shared with you in my early in my early training uh, a woman came in after the fourth session and said, "Look, this is not yeah, sure. the name is not really the na- the name I gave you is not really not my name. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here. I'm going to tell you like my my life story. I didn't want you to know everything about me. Yes. So I I realized that from day one, every client that I'm meeting with is sizing me up, kind of getting a feel. Is this a guy I can trust? Is this somebody that I can open up to, or am I am I not going to open up to him? And um, that's why that's why humor is sometimes like especially for me because I yeah. try, to, try to make people laugh all the time and yes. I always you know so it's, it's a big part of me that I have to silence in therapy because I would my preference would be to make jokes all the time where I could like I think there have been times where I've said something that was like you know I was sharing something and you made a joke and I was like okay that's funny but like you know not while we're here yeah no, not, like, not what I'm here for be, and the reason being it's like okay does he not take it seriously or is it because it's a trivial thing and I shouldn't be concerned about it. Yeah. What so, else what else is he trivializing? Yeah. What else does he think is a joke? Yeah. It's very dangerous for me and I grew up in a family where humor was the currency. Uh-huh. That's well, you think with all that practice you would have mastered it. <laughs> I know where the button is. That's and my favorite part. We're done. We're, that's time. <laughs> That's time. Well, that's a, huh, time flies. Um, the thing I was going to say is, oh, no, I forget because I made that awesome joke. Um, was it? Yeah. Was it, it awesome? Was equal parts trust. Oh, where I get like, I think a tick that I have, much how you're like, I have to silence my humor, you know, my desire to want, I get like, you know, like I fidget internally when there's something I want to ask, but I, I feel like I can't because the person will be offended or something like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to just be able to blah and let the unfiltered Alex out because I feel so much pressure every day to filter myself so much. I look at therapy as a place where I can just say whatever. You should be able to. And that sometimes is like questions and, you but know. That, but you should be able to do that. It doesn't necessarily but, mean that you uh, have to answer that. There you go. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think I would feel better knowing that that, which is here are the rules. Ask whatever. I'm not going to care. Just might not answer them because it might not be the best use of our time. It might be, you know. I mean, in my training, we, we go through, you know, like how much self-disclosure is okay. Like, do you need to know that I have kids? Do you need to know what, what I name my kids? Do you need to know where I live? Do you need to know, like, what, what do you need to know about me when you ask? Uh, and do you have kids? Are you married? Mm-hmm. You know, like some people what are like, are you really getting at? Yeah. What, what do you want to know? And I, I get yeah. that. I get that there's a sizing up process. Um, but, you know, like I said last session, um, there'll come a time where I'll be like, Hey, we're doing an awful lot of talking about I me know. and where is this going and what does it do for you? Yeah. So and to, what do you need me to be? Yeah. And so what if I don't have kids? Yeah. Does, does that, that mean affect? I, does that mean I don't know squat about parenting? Might, it might mean that. Uh, what if I, what if I'm not married and I'm giving you relationship advice or yep. what if I've, you know, what if I'm divorced and I'm giving you marriage mm-hmm. advice, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think I haven't considered, yeah, implications wise, we sort of touched on this the first time. And it's me feeling comfortable knowing that um, I'm getting, I'm not getting sort of really subtle Mormonism baked into podcast therapy. Hmm. Probably are at some level, but yeah. Wow. The subtlety of it, I don't know. Yes. But you may also be getting university. In Minnesota, God forbid, University of Minnesota. Canadian Steve. You know, <laughs> That's like I'm what, Canadian, right? I think I made that joke too. It's like, oh, it's the it's the Canada thing that I was picking up on. Yeah. Um, but like you 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 have to be at some level. Mm-hmm. But it's helpful to contextualize it with like you're getting a lot of other things. You're getting too. all kinds of things. Um, because there you're getting me. Yes. You get you get the me yeah, that shows yeah, up in yeah. this in this chair. Yeah. You get the me that had a fight with my wife this morning yeah. or didn't have breakfast or is feeling mm-hmm. kind of gassy. Yes. You know, like I mean yeah. I get that. All those all those things are wrapped up in it. And I still have to temper my I still have to temper my personhood with I want to bring it. But I need to temper it with my code of ethics mm-hmm. and um, and a, and a, an agenda that ex- is exclusively about you. Yeah, which that's a lot to manage. It's like the complete opposite of what I want to achieve <laughs> therapy, right? Which is Blah, yeah, go. yes, right. everything a hundred percent authentic, Alex. Basically, like I look at therapy as recess for my soul, or you know, and that's great. I have a colleague who writes about therapy is a is an endeavor of moral consultations. Like people bring their moral problems. Should I do this or should mm-hmm. I do that? And aren't and you not supposed to give advice? That's like the number one rule. I think we should not be giving advice. Yeah, that's but what I think, George Joyce says I, too. I think we should be saying, "Well, let's see how that would play out." You know, uh-huh. here's let's let's imagine how that plays out if you yeah. were to get divorced or if you were to. Uh, decide to break off all ties with your parents or yeah. your child or something like what that. What would right? you be afraid of? What would you be nervous about? Why? Yeah. What 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 does the logical conclusion of those actions? Yeah. Uh, and that's why you. That's why I think a client would come to this space to say, "I need to talk to somebody without getting an agenda. I I need someone. Yep. I need someone's agenda just to be just hear me out." And my whole thing is like, I'm gonna try to work through this. That point you made, very important. I want to make sure I'm not getting an agenda. And I think what's working against you is the stigma of being in a religion that I have. Like I have a stereotype of you based on what I know about your religion. And I think I have an irrational sort of like, okay, there might be an agenda here. Yeah. Now I override that thought based on my interactions with you and my experience, but there's still that voice that's, a equal parts a curiosity and be a little like suspicion yes yeah yes um, cynicism yep. yeah mm-hmm, 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 yeah I don't mm-hmm. care I mean I I mean I don't care I think that's great mm-hmm. I, I think that it should be that way yeah and to your point there's clearly a difference between okay Alex is just like you know eating popcorn asking questions because he's curious it's like <laughs> is this actually related to Something things he wants to work on. Yeah, yeah, and I can appreciate that. I could easily get distracted by just asking you, you know, a ton of questions. But right, that's not related. 
to my mental health journey. It's just more so my curiosity. But it's like you said, it is it is and it isn't, right? It's like if if it's about trusting me. Tr- like being able if, to trust you, If yeah. you feel like you're somehow getting preached to this whole time, yeah, you may no. decide that's not... That's not what I was signing up for in, mm-hmm. in my in my counseling. I do not want someone to preach to me. No, I would have snuffed that out real quick, I feel like. I feel like if you had experienced that, you definitely would yeah. have. You'd be like, yeah, eh, not the guy. Because I've had, I mean, I can, yeah, I've run into therapists. We've talked about this, the one session I got kicked out of. I mean, I can, when someone's got a hard line that's like, Oh, no matter what, under no circumstance would I entertain anything crossing this theoretical boundary. Yeah. I just immediately start like poking at it and pressing it and like reasoning with it. And just some people cannot handle that at all. Mm. Um, and I can snuff that up pretty good. But that, I'm kind of a little shithead, honestly, sometimes because a lot, you know, who, that would go on my notes. Yeah, I mean, humans are humans, and uh, but yeah, I definitely don't get that vibe. Again, it's just um, you're only the second uh, Mormon I've ever met. So yeah, like I, and if it kept coming up, yeah, if it kept coming up, there would come a time when I would say, Alex, this might be a, a bigger problem mm-hmm. for us. This may not. Well, be, what does it represent? This, this may not be a good fit. I don't even think. Oh, I'd go I there. see what you're saying. I think I would say. I may not be the guy for you. Yeah. Because we spend more of our time talking about me and my mm-hmm. faith tradition or my religious beliefs than we do about the stuff that's going on with your family or mm-hmm. and is and you know and you're coming here and you're paying a fee to come and sit in my office to really ask yeah. questions about my religiosity, how religious I am or how yeah, how um worth it. Fair trade off. Yeah. Well, I, the word I was looking for is how um observant i am in my religious yeah. convictions yeah your your faith you yeah. know no I, I i again there is related to our work and then there's just uh, extracurricular questions if you will mm. it's like i'm just curious and i can temper those ones and just do my own research mm-hmm. stuff like that but <sighs> it's fascinating i'm not gonna Mike, if you, I'm not gonna I still have questions, yeah, just <laughs> just so fast. I'm just feel like it gets me excited to be like, oh man, I, I've always I've consumed all this media and read all this stuff, but I've never actually met one in real life. <laughs> you know, like that's sort of how my brain's working right now. Um, and then having this conversation with my friend, who's like, hey, so just a heads up, he's almost like, here's how it's gonna go down. In about <laughs> six weeks, he's gonna pull you aside and be like, listen. So what did you say to that? I laughed. I was like, I, Dr. Steve knows that I tell him to fuck off. Like, he knows. <laughs> he has to know. Um, no one can convert Alex. Not even wow, Supreme the, Leader. The gauntlet. Yeah. You've issued the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's going to be like a at the headquarters. They're going to be like, oh, we got him. Challenge accepted. My hope, my hope is that you would have said something along the lines of if he starts doing that, uh, I will, oh that yeah, will, that will be the end of therapy. Well, and like I, I said, won't, I won't go to therapy with him. I would have snuffed it out within our first. I mean, if it, I feel like people who oppose is that the way to say that word? Expose, oppose. I feel like people who exude that sort of type of thinking, you can't contain that uh-huh. for that long, right? 
You can't be that sneaky about so what it. So I'm, what I'm hearing you say is people who exude kind of a dogmatic, yeah. rigid... They're um, not going to be interested in hiding it yeah. that much. So it tends to come out pretty quickly. Yeah. As opposed to like, which was my friend was saying. It's like, no, once the... <laughs> Once they, once they it, care once they, for you, they want to save your soul. Yeah, that was what was funny. And that's what we, made me we think get that about taste for blood. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like that sharks, taste for soul. Sharks in the water. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's what, you know, he had asked me because he had listened to the episode. He's like, well, do you have more questions? I was like, oh, yeah, I got so many more questions. But that's why I was thinking about it. And then also, you know, you talking about your experiences as a mission. Yeah, that was a good good recovery. <laughs> Missionary. Uh we're we're All interesting, this. but probably not related to our work. Just more so I personally find it fascinating. Um But I think you I think you still need to ask yourself the question, do I trust this guy? Yeah. And I have even even with the amount of yeah. sessions we've done. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You, I mean, you, you clearly, get, I do. You get to ask that question. It yeah. gets to be forefront on your mind, mm-hmm. and and no amount of what I've done necessarily should should override if you have concerns. Well, I think that's what's sort of scary about relationships in general is knowing that you can develop this. And this is something that I'm experiencing right now with a couple of you know friendships where it's like I've put a lot of. I find myself being in positions where I put a lot of effort into a relationship, a friendship, only to find out that it really was never what I thought it was. Oh, yeah. And that, and it's kind of, it can be scary to know that a relationship can change. Like, just because things happened in the past does not mean that they will continue in the future. So it's like, as you just stated, next week or the week after, you could say something where I'm like, Okay, I got. I, this is you know this isn't going to work anymore. I'm done, and that's sort of scary to entertain because that would be sad because I you know I would feel sad to lose this, but right. But my hope would be that instead of just ghosting me or just not showing up for the next appointment, which would be really weird mm-hmm. given where we meet, uh, <laughs> that I'm here and you're not. <laughs> where I'm in, uh, I'm in the studio. Where are you? Um, that you would say. This last me. session that we had, you said this thing, yep. and it tapped into all of my fears, all of my frustrations, all of my um, prejudices against, uh, you know, that I hold about people who with a religious tradition or a faith tradition. Doing that doesn't scare me too much to have that conversation. No, no, but I would, but that would be my my fear is that some that somebody would get something like that, or they find out something about their therapist. And then they just ghost them. Totally. That's why I was, if you would have let me finish before you just stomp all over my answer, Dr. Steve. I worry that the majority of people listening would just ghost. And I've heard people be like, I just, I had a friend who was like, I went to a session. I think I brought this up. They went to a session. They sat down in the chair. They didn't finish their sentence. They started bawling. First sentence they gave. Early on. Cried the whole session. Never went back because they were so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I wonder, like anyone listening, I think, oh, I could never, like there's many things I want to ask or say to my therapist, but I'm scared and I want to, I wish I could tap into that so I could practically, you know, from a pragmatic approach, explain how I dealt with it, but I don't yeah. I don't even remember anymore because I just yeah. feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. And like, I guess I kick it back. I don't know. 
I think anytime I'm afraid to ask, there have been times where I've been afraid to ask you something because I've been afraid that you'll judge me or something like that. But yeah. I, what I tell myself in those situations are like short-term pain, long-term gain, mm-hmm. short-term discomfort, long-term growth. Like just getting it out will do me better in the long run than sitting on it. And so I just, I guess it's kind of like stepping out of a plane, you skydive. It's like you just do it. I don't know if that's helpful, people. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and pray, pray that your parachute opens. Kind of. I, mean, I mean, it's the same thing. Like it is. It is. There's a leap. Sorry. Yeah. There's a leap of faith, right? Yeah. In in that a little bit. Um, but I, to your point, a hundred. I'm on. We're on the same page. Like I encourage anyone who's in therapy, if they have something they want to ask or say to their therapist, it can be scary to critique you guys because you don't want. Like I said that you don't want to think oh they're mad at me they're going to use this against me they're you know yeah you're going to hold this grudge against me um that can be scary i can only think of how many people are in therapy and just they don't share they don't they people have told me they're like oh i never talk about that i, don't I think to. i think there are two kinds of therapists at at like therapists all along a continuum and on one end of the continuum there's the therapist who says um, who says, I'm, I'm really good at figuring out the world and I've got the world figured out and people come to me and I help them because I've got it all figured out. That's one end of the continuum. At the other, at the other end of the continuum, I think, is a therapist who's more inclined to say, we're all kind of trying to figure this out yep. and I've got my blind spots and I've got issues and I've got things that I struggle with mm-hmm. and I haven't got it all figured out. I'm trying to figure it out for me. I'm certainly not going to have it all figured out for you, but I'm willing to sit here and be someone with you and ask you questions to help you try and figure your thing out. Maybe in that somewhere, I figure some things out for me as well, mm-hmm. but I see those two points on the continuum and there are a lot of therapists who've got the world figured out and they are going to tell you exactly how to do your world, I, how to live your life. That And yeah. that is a... To me, that's a scary thing. Yeah, I mean, I would immediately poke that bear. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's yeah, I haven't experienced a ton of those. That's great. I that's would great. hope that they exist. More of you guys exist in that mm-hmm. end of the spectrum of figuring this out together. Kind of goodwill hunting vibes. Mm. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, that therapist. I feel like has those vibes where he's like, "You don't seem to agree." Me? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Robin okay. Williams, it's one of the better media portrayals of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of good ones out there. Well, yeah. It is always tough when I hear people, because like mastery in me kicks in. It's like, yeah. no, no, you could just yeah. pounce on that. Say it. You know, ask your therapist questions and, you know, dig into the tough areas. But I, I can fully appreciate that. That can be really scary, and it's easy for me to say it. But they're always better. I'm, I mean, I look at our interactions. Every time I say what I'm sort of afraid to say, I feel better afterwards. Yeah, and and what like if you, so for the listeners out there, if you gauge the energy from the previous session, yeah, to yeah. this session, yeah, they're a world of difference. Yeah. And I can I can tell when we're not talking about the real stuff by the energy that's in the room. 
yeah. how engaged I am, how engaged you are. If we seem to be circling and circling and circling <laughs> and not landing, it's like, yeah, we're not there yet. We're not talking, but I can, I'm patient. I can be here. And then, yeah, this, we get to this moment. And whether that's a week later or whether it's the, the next five minutes, but when I, sometimes I'll say, hey, it doesn't feel like we're talking about what we need to be talking about. Yep. We're circling, but we're not landing anywhere on anything. And you can feel the energy. And if, and so like the last podcast we had, I would, I would be, bet there are people who are like, they're just talking. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? But that's the process. That's for, part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's a plateau area. And sometimes people plateau for a long time and they're like, I'm not going to go back to therapy for a while. Good. Don't go back until you're ready to, to do some work or just acknowledge you're in a plateau. It's okay. Yeah. I need to, I need, I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to keep my appointment, but we're not going to be talking about a lot of deep stuff because I'm not ready to talk about deep stuff yet or deeper stuff. I'm in that ladder camp. I just can't. Ladder. Would yeah. What do you the mean? The ladder means second. Yes. <laughs> so I meant just in case, I, you know, that's what that gets you. <laughs> um, I pointed at my University of Wisconsin Madison diploma. Uh for those who are audio only. I thought you were talking about like you went, when you were a kid, you went to ladder camp because it was hard for you to know how to climb up ladders. That's not the case. Um, we both know that that wasn't the case. Um, I would, I would, don't know if I would, tr- not trust, but like ladder, someone. At, ladder camp. <laughs> I like that one. I'm in the ladder camp. Ladder comma camp. I'm in the ladder, whatever. Yeah, you're on the rise. So. <laughs> People who are like, I'm going to go once and I'll come back a year later when I'm, I'm, I'm like, you won't ever come back. I don't know. I just. But that's okay too. I mean. is Yeah. My, I think that's more mastery, Alex. Like that's my blind spot. I'm like, nope, just show up, commit. Even if just go to, you know, once a week, just go. Like you go to the gym, even if it's hard, even if you don't do anything, just show up. It's better than doing nothing. That's a model. That's yeah, one way to do it. It's not <laughs> the way to do it. In the Alex way, it's in me and my gut. It's like, oh, that's a hundred percent the way to do it. But yeah. I understand that everyone's different, and I'm a little bit. <laughs> There's not many people who will see sometimes three, four therapists in a week. You know? <laughs> yeah. You you got to realize that you're not. You're not mainstream. And that's another thing I wanted to note too. It's been very fat. This is the first time in my life where I've met with different therapists at the same time. And that has been, I mean, the vast majority of my therapy, I was seeing one therapist, you know, standard. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on this poly therapy sort of, you know, and it's like, it's impressed upon me how each therapist is completely different based on their perspective, their human experience shapes, how they approach therapy, what they focus on, you know, and it's been cool to get those different perspectives for me. Yeah. And next week, Alex is going to rank order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I, probably, I don't think any one of us could power that. rankings. Ther- therapy power rankings. Coming in at number one. <laughs> yeah. Da-na-na. Sports Center, top 10. Uh, if only people cared that much about mental health. No, they do. Um, well, sweet. I think. Uh, we can wrap it up here. I'm a little, I'm running low on any mental, emotional mental energy. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to your point, again, 
this whole like, oh, the first session m- might have felt like we were sort of doing the dance. I definitely have felt that in therapy sessions where yeah. it's like me, George and I are sitting there in like the first 45 minutes. I'm just, I don't know what it is, but I can't talk about what it is that's bugging me. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. It's like you're trying to find that pressure point where the muscle hurts. Yeah. And then suddenly you find it and it's like, oh, this is what I needed to talk about. And it can take a long time and it can be super frustrating. Yeah, and that's tough because you're you you have to balance, you know, should I cancel my appointment? I don't really have anything to talk you keep about. Saying that. I, should I should I cancel my appointment or should I still go? And and what and and you have a philosophy yeah. about the importance of you go to you, know, you go anyway. Um I was recall I don't know if I told you this story or not, but my um my brother's one of his his second ex wife uh, was they were not together. They were in different parts of the country. And she said, I'm going to my therapy session. I have nothing to talk about, but I know that if I talk to you, it'll bring up something for me to talk about, <laughs> something to be mad about in therapy. So it's like, well, maybe just don't go and... Like, yeah. So <laughs> That's so epic. Yeah. So, so this idea of, I mean, your philosophy is go anyway, go to the gym anyway. Go to your nutritionist. Go to your chiropractor. Go anyway because you'll benefit from it, and that's a that's a belief that you have about the value of this mm-hmm. modality of getting your mental health needs met or trying to meet mental health needs. Not everybody shares that modality, and there's a lot of people that have come to my session saying, "Ah, we probably should have canceled it because we have nothing to talk about," or the session ends at instead of going for the full hour or fifty minutes, whatever. Yep. At half hour, people were like, "I'm kind of kind of out." I've like, never done that. Okay. Yeah. More power to you. Yep. And uh, that's not to, again, it, it's possible that I don't respond as well to, you know, alone Alex time as maybe people are better. They grow more with that rest, that time of rest maybe. and break from therapy. Yeah. I remember having a one of my professors uh, would say, Sometimes after a really intense session, sometimes you just need to come and be in the next session. Like, you know, if this was the place where I revealed this big thing and I was, you know, distraught, like the person who went and just cried the whole time, mm-hmm. maybe the next session needs to be a little lighter. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a, there's, a whole, there's a whole conversation in therapy training world about pacing and leading. Like, how much do we just pace and okay, this is where Alex is at today, so we're just going to back and forth and BS a little bit. And then okay, Alex, time for the BS to be done. Yeah. You have this appointment. Why are we not talking about this thing that you're maybe, well, that's are you where avoiding it or what? You and George are vastly different because George is in the camp of like you'll get there. Yeah. And with you, you know, I've never heard George say that. It was like, hey, we've just sort of been shooting the shit. Like, mm-hmm. what, do, what did you want to talk about? Yeah. Whereas you are in the camp of, I feel like you'd be like, okay, we, you know, is this. We've done that. Yeah. Is this why you're here? Like, did you want to talk? So it's interesting to see, experience both those ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I, I start to think more and more about like, I think the fact that I've been seeing the same therapist for so many years yeah. is a unique situation. And uh, it's probably vastly different than what other people's experience is like. I don't know. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that's vastly different. I mean, I've got clients who have seen 
know, they come to me for couple stuff, but they've seen their individual therapist for years. And they, okay. they yeah, I've been served really well by my individual therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel so bad for like, not feel bad for, but I just my friend like clearly had more to say and they just never went back. And I went, when we talked about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally hear you. That would have been so intense, but like, trust me, just go back. Yeah. It doesn't have to be intense, but it, it, in the long run, yeah, you'll be so glad you did. And it's just like, yeah, you can't, um, that's my, that's how I'm dogmatic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I care about your soul. Please go to therapy. It's your religion. Yeah. Yep. That is kind of fascinating. That is kind of fascinating. We're not so different, you and me, Dr. Steve. <laughs> that's like a, that's got to be from Austin Powers. That's something Dr. Evil says to <laughs> Austin Powers. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> right? Yes. I get it? That was, I mean, that was sort of, not that specific film, but that was definitely like the villain. That was the vibe I was going for there. Yeah. Okay, so are you the villain in this? Um, I mean, it is, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Until it is kind of fascinating that Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> so many, none of my Gen Z audience is going to get that reference. They won't. No, it's they unfortunate. Won't. Um, it is kind of it's kind of interesting for me to think about that. My that is sort of I almost am a little fanatic the way I treat therapy, and I definitely impress it upon like Haley. I try to be a little bit more, you know. You established a podcast about yeah it. yeah not, I mean not, not just about therapy you wanted to be in you wanted yeah. in it I'm, this is sort so of, you're trying to save other people's souls this is sort who's of, the Mormon now that this is what's going through my head right now it's like it's kind of mind blowing yeah Preach. a little bit yeah yep and maybe in a weird I don't know how subconscious that would be but is that why I'm so curious about it or something like that I don't know. Lots to chew on for next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's, yep. Hmm. What is it? We hate in others what we see in ourselves. But I don't hate. Is, is that also Austin Powers? I no, don't. That's like a, <laughs> that's what a therapy is always Probably saying. Nietzsche or yeah, Kierkegaard. Exactly. Um, yeah, a lot for me to chew on. Well, on that note, everyone, keep letting me influence you and you know and i pray for your soul yeah and um <laughs> stay God happy have mercy on your soul yeah man huh yep hey do whatever you want don't go to therapy go to therapy it's all yeah, good he doesn't mean that just don't go to church whatever <laughs> you do nah i'm just kidding you can go there too that's okay as long uh, as it's therapeutic you get therapeutic <laughs> moments anywhere right that's uh, that's we talked about that a lot early of people on. the institutions are meant to replace therapists or whatever, right? You were saying They're, other way around. Therapists have, are meant to replace institutions. Yeah, but you people were, usually got this stuff at. You were saying there were a lot of religions that were like, "You well, you don't, you shouldn't go see a therapist. You talk to your clergy or you talk to your priest." Like, yeah, I mean, that was the that was the mode. That was the mode back in the day. We've actually encroached. Me, yes. we mental health professionals have encroached on the yeah on the on the land that was formerly owned by clergy, which that. Adds another layer of weirdness. Are you just a modern day preacher? 
To be continued. To be continued. Wow. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks. See you. Stay happy. Bye. <laughs>